Hey, this is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts for birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, and mostly just because this podcast is where I share all the details so you can enjoy these 52 gifts too. Howdy! It's week three, episode three, gift number three, and if it has not been completely apparent up until now, this week has really made it very clear how very poorly I am doing this podcast. (laughs) This is the third time I am trying to record this episode because the first time I did it without plugging in the correct microphone, and so it just recorded the whole thing as background noise on my laptop and was horrible. And then the second time I tried to record it, I forgot to turn the proper microphone on, so it was plugged in but not on. So here we are, third attempt, and I am just thinking about all of the people who inspire me to keep going and keep doing this podcast even though I'm clearly very unskilled and the number one person is Mandy Matney. She is the host of the Murdoch Murders podcast and I've been listening to her since I think episode one um, since the very beginning and she's actually a journalist who has been investigating the Murdoch family for years and years. And I got interested in the story because all of the Murdoch stuff takes place down in South Carolina near Hilton Head where we used to vacation all the time. So actually while we were there, we saw the news story in the newspaper and got interested in it then. And then I found the podcast and started listening. And let me tell you, that podcast was super rough in the beginning. Mandy even talked about it over several episodes about how people were just really ruthless in their criticism of her podcast and just like sending her nasty grams and criticizing her speech pattern and her voice and anything you can think of. And it was really rough, but she stuck with it. And she basically said, listen, people, I'm sorry if you don't like my voice, but the story is what is important. And I, if you're here listening, it's because you want to hear about this story and I'm giving you the real facts and real investigative information here. So, um, you know, stick with me if you care about this story and stop picking on my voice. <laughs> I can't change it. But actually, over time, she really has changed it. And her voice is a non-issue now. And the podcast is terrific. So kudos to Mandy for sticking it out. I think about this project and I'm like, listen, if Mandy Matney can do it, I can do it. So yeah, and then the other people that I think about all the time are Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, the hosts of My Favorite Murder, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And they're the complete opposite. They are the example of people who just 
show up as themselves and have made an incredible show and they're insanely talented and really great at what they do and just genius in how they um, work together to make a really fabulous show that is a whole mood and a whole community and they're just like an inspiration in a different way in a this is what's possible kind of way. And then another person that was has really helped in this process and probably doesn't really even know it is Travis Johnson. And he's the host of a podcast called Nonprofit Architect. And he created a manual on how to make a podcast. So it's basically like, this is what you do from start to finish to make a podcast. It's not that hard. Just follow along and you'll be able to do it. And so I purchased that document from him. And so I purchased that document from him. Didn't really have an idea of what I was planning to do with this project yet. And so when it was time, I cracked it open and followed it step by step. And sure enough, it was actually a pretty simple process to figure out this whole podcasting situation from a technical standpoint. I will say that there's nothing to <laughs> nothing that you can purchase that will give you talent or a nice voice or <laughs> a really good delivery. So that is just hopefully going to come with time or else this is going to be a podcast that I listen to when I want to hear about this gift-giving project <laughs> and nobody else does. So that's um, you know, where we are right now at week 3. It is kind of dire. I'm having to do this over and over again because I can't quite get it together today. We're into week three, and this is just what we've got right now. So thanks for being here. This week's gift is another holdover from the holidays. We were looking for a gift for my husband's colleague's family, who we also socialize with. So when you have like a working and a personal relationship with people, I feel like you want to put some extra thought into it, more than just like a general corporate gift that you would buy for a group of coworkers. Um, but you also don't want it to be too expensive or too personal, so... It's really kind of a balance. That's one of the hardest things about this kind of like radical gift-giving project <laughs> that I'm working on and that I'm finding really the importance of appropriateness. I feel like there's a time and a place for like funny gifts or silly gifts, wacky gifts, extraordinary gifts, sentimental gifts, sympathy gifts, the list goes on. And what comes up for me every time I'm thinking about a gift is the need to strike exactly the right balance for the gift I want to give. I think it's part of what goes into something being a perfect gift for someone. I like to call it the perfect gift instead of saying it's a great gift or the best gift because honestly what I think is a great gift and what you think is a great gift could be really different. But a gift that's perfect for someone is 
perfect for them, regardless of what anybody else thinks about it. It's kind of like some couples you might know, like neither one of them is that great, but there's no denying that they are actually perfect for each other. So that's why I'm sticking with describing the gifts each week as perfect, because they might not be that exciting to you, like you might not want a beanie baby, but somebody does, and it might be just the perfect thing for them. And that's the important part. And beyond that, you never want somebody to feel bad or awkward when you give them a gift. Like if you give someone something very expensive, that could make somebody feel badly, which is the exact opposite of what you're intending to do. And not everybody receives things well, and they might feel like they owe you something. So that's terrible. (laughs) Also, sometimes the scale of a gift could be beyond the level of your relationship. So that can be weird too. So when I'm thinking about giving gifts to a lot of different types of people, especially ones that I might not have given gifts to before, it brings up a lot of these balanced thoughts because I always want my intentions to be received the way I intended them. Maybe it sounds like I'm overthinking it, but really... Finding a balance is important, I think. I don't want to feel awkward about giving a gift, and I certainly don't want to feel, or I don't want the recipient to feel something other than joy when they get a gift. Like, I don't want to send something crazy expensive and have somebody feel like, oh, gee, that's just too much. You just want them to be happy. That's the point of the gift. So I really feel like finding a balance is a really big part of this whole project for me. But back to this week's gift. This is for a coworker slash friend. And so we decided to send a Flower of the Month Club subscription from Urban Stems. This felt like the perfect gift because it's something that can be enjoyed by their whole household and it works for people who have everything, which, you know, usually coworkers, they they might have everything they need and you might not know very particular details about what they're into. So these particular friends actually just recently built their house and so flowers also kind of have a certain housewarming feel to them. And we hadn't given them a housewarming gift when they first moved in, so this felt like a nice choice to kind of double up with Christmas. I really like the of the month clubs in general, like, um, you know, jelly of the month or (laughs) whatever. You think of those as kind of a joke, but actually getting something in multiple shipments like flowers or wine or ice cream or whatever you can think of, it's just exponentially more fun to me because you're not just getting one you're getting a series of them I think that's makes it just so much more exciting so in this case with flowers which are usually you're giving flowers on a specific occasion it's just that one and done kind of thing getting them delivered on a monthly basis 
feels more of like a just because, like the flowers are showing up just because, and it feels like a little bit of a luxury more than just one bouquet of flowers would. So they can be like, hey, here's our monthly floral delivery. Look how fancy we are. (laughs) So we went with a three-month subscription for this, and I think on Urban Stems, you can choose any time period even up to like a whole year. So we were thinking though that the winter months would be the best time to brighten up their space and their spirits because flowers are so cheery usually. So in January, February, and March, they will receive a custom bouquet that they can look at and remember, hey, the Max love us. What I also like is that the first shipment comes with a vase. Or a vase, if that's what you prefer, darling. Um, For me, it's just vase. (laughs) And so the second and the third deliveries will come without a vase vase, which is great because I feel like you can really accidentally get a collection of those florist vases if you're not too careful. I have like two in my kitchen cabinets and definitely a few more in my basement. It's like, how many of these same vases do I need? So, good on you, Urban Stems, for being vase conscious. Other subscription ideas that I considered were gift box subscriptions. There's this one called Bespoke Gifts, and they send the recipient a selection that they can choose from each month and then once they select it the service sends it out so the gifts all really looked really nice on bespoke gifts and i feel like giving people a bit of a choice feels even more thoughtful especially if you aren't a hundred percent sure if they'll like a specific thing or if they already have that thing so i liked that option a lot um I also looked at Jenny's ice cream subscription and a Fruit of the Month Club from Harry and David. I feel like food, though, can be hard if you're not really familiar with the recipient's like dietary preferences or if they have allergies. But I'm definitely going to keep these and some other subscription ideas in mind for the future. Or maybe I'll just order some bespoke gifts for myself. <laughs> And now it's time for the donation of the week. So this week, I chose the Community Hospices of America Foundation. There were a couple of reasons for this. The first is that one of this week's recipients, gift recipients, works for our one of our local hospice providers. And the other is that we had personal connections to hospice services in 2022. Both my grandmother and my father-in-law were helped by hospice in their final days, and especially in my grandmother's case, they were angels for her, and all of the family members who were there with her, they came in and they made a really difficult experience a lot more peaceful and dignified than it had been. So for all of these reasons, I thought that donating to the foundation that provides grants for hospice programs in the U.S. was a good play. 
They actually contacted me after the gift and asked if I wanted the money designated anywhere specific and if I wanted it dedicated to someone. So I asked for it to be directed to the local agency where our friend works and for the gift to be made in honor of all of the staff there. I'm also expecting a formal thank you letter in the mail that they said they were going to send. So this has really been the most follow-up interaction from a charity so far. So as the weeks go on, I'll be sure to give you updates on the gifts and the donations I'm making for those of you that are keeping track. So that'll do it for this week's gifts. Flowers of the Month subscription for colleagues slash friends and a donation to the Community Hospices of America Foundation. I finally made it through this third attempt at (laughs) recording this episode, so thanks a lot for those of you out there listening. If you liked this episode, as always, I question your judgment, but I also encourage you to share it with a friend. We could all use a little more positive content in our lives, huh? So also, if you could please rate and subscribe to this podcast so that you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have any suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I would love to hear them. Email them to me at 52gifts at bernadettemac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at bernadettemac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at bernadettemac.com forward slash 52gifts, or as I said on Instagram, at 52giftspod. Support for this podcast is of the moral variety for now and is provided by three of my brilliant friends who have really encouraged me to go for it. Thank you, ladies. And 52 Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mack. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. Social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week.